1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Simply put, the basis of this Christian hope, not to grieve as others who have no hope, is clearly stated. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we can also believe in the resurrection of those believers who have died. Why couldn't we? All of our theology leads to this apex, this crux in the story of Jesus. His death conquered sin, and his resurrection conquered death. There is an interesting statement here. We believe. It is possible this was part of an early creedal statement in the first century that Christians would say. It summarized what the Christians believed to others who might not know. How often do we begin our statement of belief to others this way? I want to ask you today what sort of language you use when stating your faith. I understand that to boldly proclaim that you believe Jesus died and rose again is something we start to do more often around Easter. But often we don't keep this at the forefront of our faith. It is easy for us to say that we believe in Jesus, but harder to say we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Paul's argument is this. If we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus, is it really so hard to believe in the death and resurrection of those who believe in him as well? I would ask that same question. One leads to the other. And while this is a relatively easy logic equation, we would have to argue that simple human logic would have to be left at the door to believe in these statements. If you believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead, he then has the power to resurrect those who were interested in that same resurrection for themselves. I have stated this in a very particular way. I hope you notice. There are some who believe that in the end, Jesus will bring everyone to him. While I love that sentiment, I have a hard time believing that a God who did not force his will on us during our lifetimes would force his will on us in death. I am sure there is a lot more to be said, but I will leave this here. This sentence for Paul is a logical conclusion from the previous sentence. He wants us to understand that in this system of faith, one leads to the other, and there should be some comfort in this. I write this as, just yesterday, I have heard that one of our former church members has died from this worldwide pandemic. So these words hit home. And while I did not know this former member, I have so many friends who did know him, who knew his family, his daughters, and his wife. I think of this text as they grieve for him. But I know they do not grieve as ones without hope. Because of their belief in the resurrection of Jesus, they have a belief in the resurrection of their husband and father. Without this hope, the night is dark and there is no light. However, with this hope, they can see beyond the sickness, the death, and even the separation. While their pain will be palpable, tangible, and suffocating, it will not win. Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Do you believe he has the power to resurrect those who have chosen to be part of those he resurrects again? Is this something you want in your life?